What do you think you're most excited to talk about? Your little uh, pot, your little thing is so cute, your little desk. Um, I think I'm most excited to talk about, I don't know, I'm really excited to talk about everything just simply because like we haven't recorded in so long and like I've been like, of course, like been promoting the, our podcast, been telling people about it and like my elevator pitch and stuff. So I'm really just like excited to get back into the groove of it and just like talk about real stuff that's going on. So I'm kind of excited about everything. Wow. I'm glad you're ready to talk because guess what? We're recording live and we are back. Back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, jump in, and you wouldn't know it was. <laughs> Wait. Ah! Oh my I'm so God. excited. What do you want to say to the to the folks? I want to say thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, I want to thank you guys for just like believing in us. If you're still listening to us, you know, like we've been wanting to do this podcast forever. It's been something that's been like really dear to us for so long. And now we're really back. And now we're always saying we're back. So it's like, we're actually back and I'm excited. So thank you guys for being here. What do you want to say to the people? I just want to say... You might as well call us Patty LaBelle because we got a new attitude. Oh, oh, we should tell the people what we've been doing on our little hiatus. I have, <laughs> we got to bring them up to speed. What have we not been doing? The world literally In a It's the panoramic for me. <laughs> Which, you know, that's why we're here in this format. You know, things, we've moved around, we've shifted locations, things have changed. So we had to change with it. We got something a little different, you know. So Honestly, we I think I would like this up. though. This is weird because they could do this from anywhere in the anywhere. world. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited to see like where we're gonna be like potting. Right. Okay. Well, you want to jump right into it? Yeah, I'm ready to get up in this thing. Because <laughs> I don't know why I asked. Because I don't know what we jumping right off into. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay. What's so the first? You want to talk about my rady? Oh, you want to talk about my rady first? Well, oh, before we go to that, down. I'm just gonna give a what? Is, what is going on with that mic? Oh, sorry. Okay. Massage. <laughs> I keep thinking of Cardi B when oh, she did the ASMR video. <laughs> That's for the ASMR. Period. Um, I just want to say, um, if you haven't been here before, welcome. If you have been here before, then you know that I'm Jordy. Um, I formerly was going by JB, but you guys can call me Jordy now. I feel like it's a little bit more personal now. Um, I've graduated from college, so I'm super excited about that. And um, I mean, we're going to get into like what I've been doing since I graduated. I graduated last month. We're going to be talking about that. That's part of the segment, but that's where I'm at right now. Do you want to jump into it? Well, yeah, let me see where I'm at right now. I'm right now. I'm a, I'm going to start off with this. The last time you, we, when we left y'all, <laughs> when we left y'all, we were in a, we were literally in a different world. Mm. 
the last episode we released came out when? Oh my god! We had no idea what the world had in store for us. Was it even twenty twenty? I don't know if it was even twenty twenty. Was it even twenty nineteen? Nah, it was definitely twenty nineteen. I don't know if it was twenty (laughs) twenty. You're walling now. Our last, oh yeah, okay. Our last. It was the twenty nineteen year wrap up. Mm Hmm. Was it the year wrap up? Twenty nineteen wrap up. That was the last one we released, and that was in August. So it was literally, and then we were even like in a transition at that time, like even before the world was transitioning, we were already transitioning in our minds because we were hearts. Because we were on an old show. You remember that old show that we were on? We were were firing. We were hiring. Right. We were candy birds. Conversation. (laughs) Me and JB really had to have like, we had started a show and we thought we were in this place like as a black community. And so we felt, I think we felt safe or I know I felt safe around you know, inviting other black people in because you know I believe in a a black community of of a unified society. But you know what? I feel like our show, like with the name that we have, like outside the culture, um, when you hear it, it sounds super cool. Like, don't get me wrong, it's a super cool name. I love mm-hmm. it. I love I love the title and I love what we can do with the show. But I think like as we started to dig into it and like define it we started like ruffling feathers within ourselves because I'm, you know, no one's perfect, but we started also ruffling feathers within other people who weren't comfortable or didn't identify or didn't know who they were. And I think Mm -hmm. that was like a big, big part of it all. I definitely agree with that. Everyone thinks like, you know, when you think about starting a podcast, you're like, oh, we're just going to go in there. We're just going to talk and, you know, it's not going to mean anything. We're going to leave it all on the table. But it's not always like that. Like some of these conversations are very, you're very passionate about. You're very like mm-hmm. stuck to. And like sometimes you can leave the table feeling different for the people at the table than you did before you got to the table, if that makes sense. So it was a lot of emotions going around. Now, JB is keeping it nice. Um, <laughs> Child, we were socialists at that point. Oh, <laughs> people, our own, like they say, all skin folk ain't you can't folk. Black people mm-hmm. were literally, we were called socialists by, then this is what I want to say. First, yeah, listen, because we were called socialists by a black person. They told us, this unnamed person said, <laughs> this unnamed person told us, well, you know, you just can't go around just throwing your blackness in every white person's face and just, and we were like, what do you mean? As if they're not throwing their whiteness in our faces at every turn and chance. We don't want to be stereotyped. We don't want to be. It was the caucasity for me. And from not even a Caucasian. (laughs) Somebody that was sitting outside the club trying to get in. mm. Is that a Moscow mule? Oh, no. This is this is my. my show or my um my voice today is sponsored by green tea by now you know i used to get that plantation mint green tea and now i know that's controversial i know i said that back in the day it was um was it 20 
or big bigums something bigalow right name bigalow yeah yeah bigalow honestly but they I changed love- the name when all that black lives matter stuff happened this summer they I changed they the did. name and they put one of them you know them little them white people notes them letters on the cover you know with a cute little old white lady on the front you know we so sorry and things have changed and that means we're going to be changing our name now you know what they give you know you know what it gives <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think a, a big thing was we both came to the realization that every it's a lot of people that still sleep. We came to it's the a lot of people that's woke, but that's the thing. Like, it is a lot of people that still sleep, that's and right. I'm always playing devil's advocate because I feel like you gotta look at the world as a circle. Like it's not just A and B. It's A, B, C. Like there's a reason why there's an alphabet. Right. Because there are different stages that we are all in. And I'm always trying to like, you know, try to understand people's thought process because like I can't just put my views on anybody. Like I'm an advocate for agreeing to disagree. So, you know, I'm not trying to make you believe that the sky is blue if you see it as purple. If you see it as purple, you see it as purple. And I'm not here to argue with you. But I'm not going to tell you that I see it as purple when I know I see blue. You know, we can agree or disagree. But I just think it's it's really mind-boggling when you can see someone, like, forcing their own insecurities on you. Like, why do I have to be silenced in my Blackness? Because you're not comfortable with the parts of you that are Black. Because you have never been in a space where you could be comfortable. Like, if I'm trying to bring you into the light, don't get mad at me because I don't want to be in the dark. Like, if you don't want to be in the light, just say you don't want to be in the light, and I'll let you remain in the dark. But if you want to sit at the big, big table, you have to own up to what you're facing. Like, we have, all have to face our demons. And if you're not ready to face your demons, I completely understand that. But don't get mad at me because I'm facing mine. Mm. Respectfully. Well, again, I feel like you definitely kept it nice. <laughs> I'm keeping it nice. 2021, I'm keeping it nice. And I'm closing the door. I will say the year, the past year between the old show we were on, the new show we were trying to create, and then the long break, it was just, it was like, what do I, what do I, what do I do? Like how, it it was, like I said before, and we never said this on the air, but, you know, seeing like everything that popped off over the summer, just from the protest to like the way the government was treating everybody. Like I was just like, I was like, Oh my God. It's like all my life. It's like, I felt like, wow. That like, you know, like shit is fucked up. Like we need to be saying shit. And like, it was, it was, we had a brief moment where everybody was like, it felt like a lot, not everybody was on the same page, but we had a lot of people that were on this. Enough is a motherfucking enough. Right. And it felt and- good. It did, but you know, like the most, like to wrap like 2020, which we will discuss 2020. Like, I think the most eye-opening thing for me was being in 2019 and be like, I want to be, I want to be woke. I want, I want like, I want 2020 vision for the year. And then like, for it to be like, you got what you was asking for. I don't know if you got it the way you were asking for it, but you got exactly what you were asking for. You were asking, you wanted to be able to see what was going on in the world. And it's like for the people like me that saw it and nobody else, and everybody was trying to make you seem like you was fucking crazy if you said that racism was real. 
Then to flash forward to 2020 and racism being like at the forefront of pretty much every fucking thing in the news, heavily in your fucking face. It's like, how do you deny it now? Mm. You know what I mean? It's like when you read a book and your the book changes you. Like nobody knows that you're changed. You can walk away from the book and act like you didn't learn anything, but it's a small part inside of you that's like, I'm I'm altered. And I feel like 2020 was just altering people mm. in a constant like in a constant form. Because like we can walk into 2021 and act like we never saw what happened in 2020. But who would you be fooled? I don't know. I think it was just so eye-opening. Like it, we wanted 2020 vision, and that's exactly what the fuck we got. Mm. Well, I speaking of that, I would love to talk about not the cat. Black people need to mind black people business. <laughs> Let's go into it because <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, them people is showing they ass. Those people showed the fuck out. Okay. White people, come on now. But the it's okay, ghetto. First, it's ghetto. Mm. If y'all don't know what happened, all the senators and all the Congress people they met up so that they could certify Joe Biden's electoral college votes. Joe Trump literally since election day when he found out that he lost has been saying this is a stolen election, there's fraud, da, 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 da. Did you listen to the phone call? No, do you have a clip? I sure do. <laughs> Play a call, run the call. Oh my God, okay, can you do some talking while I pull up the clip? <laughs> Tell them about what happened at the Capitol while I get the clip. Oh my God, white people just white people and do what they do best. Not happy with the Twitter jokes or any of that. riots. Certain fucking riots. Somebody got shot. I saw one African American woman punch somebody in the face because they touched her. Oh my god! Oh my god! Lady that got punched. Did you see her daughter was on Twitter talking about some? And my mom was telling me not to go to protests because they're violent. Your ass knocked the fuck out. Honestly, though, when that lady knocked her out, I felt that on a spiritual level because why is you putting your motherfucking hands it on me? Face. The way she hit her too. But the way she did it, like, it was just an instant reflex. Like, bitch, I, don't play with me. I am not one of them. I am not one of them. And then I saw like some clips of some people from Arlington, Texas. Um, I live in Dallas, so Arlington mm-hmm. is like fairly close. It's about 20 minutes away. Um, this lady was telling her story on Black Twitter and she was basically saying that like her and her husband was like going to work and they were like surrounded by some white supremacists. Mm-hmm. And you know, she had this big gash on her head, and like pretty much they were like intimidating her and bullying her. And I'm just like, that's like 20 minutes from where I live. So, you know, I already have my gun license and then like I was supposed to go gun shopping a couple weeks ago and I haven't. So I was like, okay, I don't have to stay my ass in the house until I go get my damn gun because one thing for sure, two things for certain, I ain't playing with y'all. Y'all mad because of Joe Biden being president for, you know, Georgia's victory, all of that. But when Trump got in office and you guys had the stage and all of that, we just had to act like civil human beings. And now there's a tide and a change and now you guys are out of your fucking minds. Just take defeat. 
And now Trump is saying that he's not going to Joe's inauguration. It's just like <laughs> you're egging the behavior on. Facebook and Instagram is saying they're no longer letting him post. It's it's just a, it's just a, the country is running amok at this point, and we need structure. So weird about 2020 is like I feel like so many people like became like more woke. And then, like, it was so many people that just, like, literally fell into the dark side. And, like, the I know you mentioned, <laughs> you, know, you mentioned that, you know, you just graduated. It was just your last semester. And, like, me and you both just took our capstone class. We had to do that huge research project, which we'll talk mm. about that in a minute because I'm still not satisfied with my grade, but I've let it go. Mm. <laughs> we just, let's have a moment of silence for that class. Mm. 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 I'm not going to keep it too silent because I will be revisiting it. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't understand how I'm missing half of my points, but we'll, you know, we'll talk about it. And so and as a part I of my, to, I need you to put a do rag one time. And as a part of my research, <laughs> and as a part of my research, you know, I was coming across like all of these crazy stories about people that have been literally just getting sucked into these rabbit holes on the internet, mm. rabbit holes that are created by Trump, rabbit holes created by Republicans, Fox News, Fox News, you know, you know what they give on that side of the brain over there. I don't know what they the right gives. On the so, right side of the brain. What the hell is going on over there? I want to play you this clip. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to close my eyes. Based on all of this. And there's, there's nothing wrong with, with saying that, Brad. You know, I mean, having, the, having a correct... You, the people of Georgia are angry. And these numbers are going to be repeated on Monday night, along with others that we're going to have by that time, which are much more substantial even. And the people of Georgia are angry. The people of the country are angry. And there's nothing wrong with saying that you know, uh, that you've recalculated. Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong. Enough is enough. And it just goes on. Enough yeah, on is enough. Honestly, the whole phone call is funnier. And it's sad to say. It's sad. How are you going to ask me if I'm sure and then say that it's false? It was one yeah, point where he said, he said, so I heard that they were shredding votes in Georgia. Does anybody know anything about that? And this lady responded. She said, well, actually, Mr. President, we don't have any evidence. He said, well, I'm not asking you, honestly. <laughs> I said, all right. <laughs> I said, no, when he said that there's a criminal offense, you should know what a criminal offense is. As if to say... Do you want me to lock you up? Because I'll do it. I'll lock your ass up. Fuck all y'all. Not when you want the Republicans to lie. <laughs> he was pretty much asking you who started you off. Okay. This, is, this is what we've been saying, right? So people have been, we go back to this right here. <clears throat> It's the Trump on the front for me. And that's literally where we are today. The jokes literally write themselves. When we talk about 2020, 
I'm okay. Now, of course, I don't. I'm not saying black people need to be out in the street. We definitely don't need. This ain't nothing that we need to be out in the streets for. Let them do whatever they need to do. But I just got a text. That I feel like it's very relevant. So move in. Just I just got a text from Move On. Trump oh, okay. incited violence. Trump incited violent mob to attack lawmakers. Congress and cabinet must remove him immediately. It's scary. I, like, like, how big of a grave do you want? Since the election, he's been, you know, spreading this literal fake news about how the election was stolen and there was all this fraud. They don't have any evidence for it. He's taken 60 cases to court. 60 cases have been thrown out of court. I think he's only won one case. So out of 61 cases, 60 have been thrown out of court. And so, like, these people have been under this impression that, oh, my God, oh, my God, these fucking fucking blacks and and gays and women and all these people, they've stolen it from We got to take it back. Like, he's lit... At the debates, before we even got to the election, at the debates, what did he say? What are you not Stand back and stand by. He honestly, this is how we get to today. What do you want me to say? What do you guys want me to say to give me the vote? I will say whatever you want me to say to give me the vote. That's the person you cannot trust. I'm going to just say black people... Keep your eyes open because this is this is literally. I know we say not going out without a fight to do with us, but this is literally a response to the summertime. This is a response to all the work that we did to get Joe elected. This is a response to all the work Stacey Abrams did to flip Shout Georgia. To Shout out to Stacey. Stacey did her damn thing. Shout out to Stacey. Shout out to Stacey. Shout so, out to all the people in power, not just like you know, congressional power, just people with a platform that used it to incite and tell people to vote. Because there was so many times that I was telling people like, yeah, go out, do early voting, go vote. Because uh, at the time of the elections, me and Trez, we were in um, San Diego, California. So we had to vote early because election day, we were watching it out of state. And we, of course, you cannot vote in another state, which is something else that's very And there's a panorama, so... Exactly. So it's just like, it was so many stipulations on voting. It was so many, uh, you know, ballot suppressions, so much going on that, you know, we were telling people to vote. And like, it was so many people that I was telling, like, yeah, just get out and vote, vote early, you know, get it out the way. And their response to me was, why? It's not going to change anything. Trump is going to win. Like, people, it was so many people that had it in their mind that Trump was winning. Like, he was going to win no matter what. And it was just like, it was very mind boggling to talk to those people, even though, like, you know, I still talk to them. It was just like, it made me really look at them like, you don't, like, if you don't believe that Trump can lose, then do you believe in change? Mm. Do you believe that things can change? Because Joe winning was bigger than just, oh, Joe winning. It was, Joe winning meant that. People were seeing the dire need that this country was in, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Fuck this shit. We're not doing this shit no more. Like, we are fucking tired. Like, honestly, 2020 wrapped up is enough is enough." 
everybody was on the front lines. Like Trez mentioned earlier, I was at the protest here in Dallas. Like I went to the protest. I listened to, you know, many people speak. I, I, I marched, I walked and it was, it was beautiful. Like, yes, what we were doing it for was a very traumatic reason, but the, the unification, the people coming together and the voices being heard and people, it was kids out. It was, it was so many people out there that it just, it inspired me to be like, I'm right where I need to be. I'm on the right side of history. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important to make sure that you are surrounding yourself with people that believe that change can really happen because the, those are the people that you need to be connected to. Those are the people that need to be feeding into you because you, we are the people that are going to change the world. So can y'all see this? I'm going to share some stuff here. So this is a video. These are, you know, people that were at the rally. At the, at the, at the, at the riots. At the, oh, Ooh. These were people at the rights. These were these were actually the people that were at the insurrection, because that's what mm. it's technically called. But it's a government building in their arm. These were the people that were at the insurrection, and these are them after chilling, having tea, in jail, not dead. Cakes, wine. They got a table. They got wine on the table. They they drinking wine. They are chilling, drinking yeah. wine. Like, could you just imagine? We gonna um we about to stick up the uh Capitol building at three, but I got us a reservation at True Kitchen at six. And you know you're joking, but that's the thing that's also crazy. They have been talking about this on the internet and in plain sight for weeks. Where are the while the FBI got Black Lives Matters members on watch lists? Where is the soldiers that were guarding the Capitol building the day of the Black Lives Matter protest? Where were they? Where were the government officials? Where where were they? I, I just, I really want to know, like, were they at home? Were they drinking wine too? Like, look at... What the... Oh my God, did you see the podium being sold on eBay? Yeah. <laughs> I said, what? It was the podium on eBay for Yo, me. That's the thing. Oh, crack our jokes. That's what we do. Not the funny as hell. But it was the podium on eBay that took me out. It was going for like 400 bucks. That was quick. So let me let me run it back for you because that was real, real quick. It was a hell of a swing. <laughs> 10 out of 10. You hear what she said? Who hit me? I mean, who hit you? The black girl. The black girl. <laughs> Why did she hit you, though? The fact that somebody... Look, they're so fast. And Bob was finna get his ass... She lost her too. job. That, that beautiful lady dropped... I hope she has, like, a GoFundMe up, because I would be more than happy to donate to her. Yeah. Um, they, she definitely she lost, lost her job. job. And they're saying that she didn't lose her job for hitting the lady. They're saying that she losing her job for hitting her in the uniform. Mm. <laughs> but we know. We know why she lost her job. <sighs> we know. Because she's an African-American woman. See you in D.C. You see when this was posted? He's egging all this shit on. All of it. 
They've been planning this. This is pre-planned. Pre-planned. Civil War. Mm. The jokes literally write yeah, themselves. It, 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 videos of people getting their ass. This is what they say, and it's the girl that... I saw this movie, too. This is Wonder Woman 84, if you don't know. But they said the, the lady that got shot, you know, the one girl that got shot by the police that was trying to break into the office, they said that's how she thought it was. <laughs> black people need to blind black people business. Oh my God. So, I mean, it's it's crazy. And you so know, as go on. Would this be considered a white on white crime? Because I mean, we, we always talk about black on black crime. So I just want to know if this is just considered white on white crime. Because this shit is ghetto. Because if white on white crime means that y'all taking up government buildings. That's why I didn't mind my goddamn business. <laughs> Look, I just, let me tell you something. Block they ass. Our little hood squabbles ain't got shit on this. Lock their asses up. I'm lock them oh up. God. So yeah, hopefully they we're gonna be getting more into politics as we have other episodes and we just we I mean, we really I, wanted to come to y'all that, like, this during the election. Like, Cause those elections was something else. Especially history in 2020. We might have to do a separate episode about it. We're going to have to go back. We're going to have to get our notes, and we're going to have to go back. Because the debates alone... The debates was crazy. When Nancy was getting on the podiums and reading Trump for his rights... Joe was at the debates. Come on, man. Come on. It was the way... It was the mark. Like, anybody that knows me know. Well, you guys, I'm going to tell you. I We do... I'm, my I, my concentration is PR, marketing, advertising, things of that nature. The way they was coming so fast with the marketing material after the debates, whoever's working for, was working for Joe's team, they knew he was winning. Round of applause. Because when, when we went to the website, when we found out about Trump not paying his taxes... Mm. The Enjoy marketing the calculator. material was impeccable. <laughs> it was impeccable. <laughs> so whoever's working for Joe, call me. <laughs> call me. They did that. Y'all was getting to it. They did that. Oh my Come god. There's somebody African American behind those campaigns. I don't know that for certain, but my spirit is telling me. My spirit is tough. Well, I mean, you see all them black folks they finna have up in that office. Yeah, it was definitely black people on that campaign. Black people back in the office. Yeah, black people back in there. We took like, a hiatus, but we back. Just about to say, when Trump moved to that White House, they even threw the colored TVs out. They didn't even have colored TVs in there. Said so now they can finally put them colored TVs back in there. They better bleach that house. They better have some sage ready for that house. They better, they better, they better have that house ready. Oh, sweet first. He said, What? I need the, the CIA, somebody to come in there and do a forensic file sweep. The FBI, because I all them types of crimes. I need them to get all the data, the evidence. What? Oh. I'm ready for the trial. Ooh, I just that's what it just I just it just popped It's the trial for me. Because right now, let me tell you something. A hit, a hit dog gonna holler. 
I've been in the South too long because the hit dog gonna holler. Let me see. If they have a trial, I'm taking off work. I'm sorry. Baby, I, what is the job? Mm-mm. I don't want a job, bitch. I am a job. I'm taking off. I'm gonna be there front and center. I got to see this. I'm mm. sorry. Because right now, that hit dog is hollering. Mm. He grasping for his last job. And that's why I'm really not surprised of anything that's going on right now because you gotta do it. ain't over till it's over. And mm. he grasping for straws right now. And he gonna do anything that he can to try to remain in, in some type of power. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I might be surprised. You're absolutely right about that. Oh my God. Well, um, mm. I can't believe he said he didn't want those people to do those melon ballots and he mad that he lost. Wait, it was the melon ballots that he didn't want, right? Yeah, he said, don't do those melon ballots. And then when the melon ballots was all Joe Biden, he said, Where are my melon ballots? Yeah, like, where are mine? (laughs) The ones you didn't want? Oh my God. So I'll say, I don't know if we want to transition into something more spiritual. I just I, I, more is coming from him. We'll we'll be back with more because more is coming. Yeah, we'll definitely be. It, <laughs> I am telling y'all now. Now look, okay, we are gonna have to run that clip, but when we do our twenty twenty wrap up. I'm running the clip back, but we in one of our last episodes that we had before twenty twenty, we were talking about where I was trying to let the people know the astrology that's coming up is crazy. Oh, crazy. Let me tell you something. 2020 turned out to be crazy. What the, what Black Twitter said? Y'all thought 2020 was crazy. Wait till, um, wait till she started drinking at 21. Because 21 about to be something else. I will definitely say we got some, <laughs> we got some weather on the way. Everybody was all outside and, you know, it was all excited about the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction and woo, 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 and yeah. Vid outside, too. Vid 2.0 outside, too. Just be just be mindful that the vid is out there with y'all. Let me, I got a picture I want to bring up. Let me see if I can bring this up. <clears throat> so 2020, in 2020, but do we want to play one more clip? Before we are we finished talking about Trump, or do we want to play? Yeah, let's close it out. Hold on, yeah, let's close it out. Close the clip. Okay, one moment. Let's close the clip for me. Set this back up. There we go. Okay, I don't know if you guys can see this clip everywhere. Oh, it's a ride. It's a ride. Wait, can you hear her? I can't hear her. You can't. No, you gotta put her on the main stage. She looked like she's saying something important though. Damn, I don't know. I'm a, I will have to download it. Oh, you didn't download it? Mm. Maybe I have to download. I don't. Or let me make sure. Hold on. Let me. One second, y'all. Let me make sure. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Mmm, I can do it this way. Hold on. Copy the link. Let me bring it up in the Chrome tab and I can share the audio. In the meantime, while he's getting that clip together, I want you guys to take a look at Trez's fabulous do-rag. It's made, it's black Is that giving silk? What is that giving? I love it. It's giving silk. It's silk to me. (laughs) 
Skin Silk. He got it from the famous, famous brand now. It's called Telfar. Okay, Make sure you guys go get some of that black owned goodness. You hear her? Not like they did for gray. Even when committing insurrection, even when they're engaged in attempting to occupy our capital to steal the votes of people who look like me. Because in their mind, they own this country, they own that capital, they own the cops, the cops work for them, and people like me have no damn right to try to elect a president. Because we don't get to pick the president, they get to pick the president, they own the president, they own the White House, they own this country. And so when you think you own it, you own the place. You ain't afraid of the police, but the police are you. And the police reflect back to them. We're with you. You're good. We're not going to hurt you because you're not them. Guarantee you if that was a Black Lives Matter protest in D.C., there would already be people shackled, arrested, or dead. Shackled, arrested, en masse, or dead. Get a look for Brittany Packman Cunningham on here. She'll tell you how they treated her in Ferguson. Put Alicia Garza on here. She'll tell you. How they treated her at every Black Lives Matter march. Get Patrice Cullors on. They'll tell you. They'll tell you what it feels like to protest peacefully and unarmed and have how the police will treat you if you're black. That's it. They're not afraid of the cops because they know the cops are cool with it. Cricket. Not one motherfucking lie was told. And so it's like, that was actually, a. am glad we closed it out with that because that just reminds me to wrap it back. It's like, part of me is like, I am at a stage where I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm team Harriet Tubman. If you're not on the train, if you're not ready at the Underground Railroad when the train pull up, I'm pulling off with the people. Sorry, I can't wait. I don't have time to try to drag nobody along, all this, that, and the other. But then at the same time, it is, it's like, when interacting with people, especially people of my own community, I do have to be like, before I leave you at this station, I'm give your ass one sure chance. I'm give your ass one chance to get on this motherfucking train. It's like you know what? Your I'm ass saying? don't get on this train. And this, it's to the point you're one of them. If you don't get on the boat, you don't get on the train. You're one of them, and that's fine. But don't it's be looking at me from it's a year ago. Well, it was a year, maybe like a year and a half ago. We were sitting across from somebody that's saying, "Oh, you know, you guys are socialists, and I don't know why you're throwing your blackness in people's face, and you know, blah blah blah." And it's like, first of all, we're not socialists. We're not throwing anything in anybody's face. We're standing up for ourselves, and this is why. And when we ask them, exactly we because you're entitled to your opinion. But when we ask them to explain. Why we were socialists, they couldn't, they couldn't. But this is the same person that a few hours prior had stated when we started the show, if you ain't black, you whack. And we told him that that's not what you say. But then fast forward a few hours later, and now we're socialists because we're rubbing our black men. You gotta choose a side, baby. And that's a lot of people is just they at the they in the middle of the doorway. And you the reason why nobody can't get through the door because you're standing in the way trying to figure out where you fit in. Go figure yourself out and then try to stand in because you can't stand in the door. 
you're either going to go, you're going to be on one side or you're going to be on the other side. You're going to be on the right side of history or the wrong side of history. But choose and stand on that. There's a lot of people out here moving like the door. And you in the way. And on that note, we ended that with a quote from the Lanethia Leaks of Black Women History. And that quote is, the door is closed. Closed. And we'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> wait. <laughs> oh my God, wait, they can still hear us. They <laughs> can still hear your ass. I know. I just needed a break after that segment. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on. I need just a quick breath. You know, I was in one of them clubhouse. Maybe, are we talking about clubhouse next? Um, we can, you want to do my rainy then clubhouse, or how do you want to do Yeah, that? it don't matter. I'm just going to say, and, and I clubhouse rooms and the conversation that got so deep, and they was like, hold on, y'all. We need to do a breathing exercise. wrong <laughs> there. Oh my God. And I do want to say, you know, while we are taking a little break, today's or that segment of the show was sponsored by Telfar. Telfar is a black owned fashion design company. Um, actually, just to give y'all a little detail. Ooh. How many Telfies we got at this point? <laughs> Ooh. Honestly, I don't know if you want me to do an unboxing right now, child. Oh, no, we need to do that because my topies are coming this week. Yes, I still haven't got mine. Mine are coming. You have a lot of topies already, but mine are coming. Um, and I already have one that are already you. So, this is one of the Telfar do rags. Um, Get you, get into that. There you go. This is one of the Telfar do rags. This is the black and gray monogram print. Um, as a part of 2019, with all the riots, everything that's going on, I really, really got into my black fashion, black owned black companies. Not that I wasn't into it before, but you know, it just seemed you know like more important than ever for that to be something to be supporting at this time. And so I don't know. I might be coming to y'all in Telfar every day. Just because. Don't make me go get my toffee. Do not. Do not make me. Okay, let me know you. Well, let me get a little lip balm too. My lips. How you. The fact that you could see me. I'm gonna get a drink because this one is gone. Oh, I need to tell them about this beautiful wine that you put me on to that I just finished off. Now I gotta find a new wine. Wait, oh, that butter wine is gone, baby. Did you like it? <laughs> yes, I did. I don't know if it's black on. It ain't. <laughs> ain't no, I don't know. My rainy. Oh. Yeah. Okay, you want to get into the movie? Yes. Okay, so Trez already has seen it. Um, I just seen it yesterday. He watched it with me. Uh, oh, I have to watch it again. Black Bottom on Netflix. I don't know exactly when it came out, but I know it's been like being promoted um, by Viola Davis um, for some time now. Um, and it had Chad uh, Chadwick Boseman in it. Um, rest in peace to him. Um, it had Glenn Turman in it. It had Taylor Page in it. 
Um, I'm forgetting somebody. I forgot that guy's name. Um, but it had a few amazing, amazing, amazing black stars in it. And it was really good. It was, the, the movie was like an hour and a half or to two hours. It wasn't too long. I actually feel like it could have been longer. Mm. Um, but it was some very important themes in the film. And um, of course, we're going to get into that next. Wait, can you hear that? Yeah, I can hear a little bit. Why is it? It's the subtitles for me. Wait, maybe we're not supposed to be playing this. <laughs> Hold on, let me go back. I don't need them shutting this down. Let me just play a regular trailer. I was going to play some while you were talking about it, so you had a visual. Oh, okay. So, well, what the scene he was about to show is, if you haven't seen it, you definitely should go see it. It's really, it's a really, really beautiful film. Um, it's It definitely depicts, it's, the movie is in a short period of time, but it depicts basically the time period, the way the uh, the African-American people were talking around that time, the way the blues music was influential around that time. And of course, it talks about Ma Rainey and her, her attitude, her sass, her boldness and her bravery during a very, 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 a very particular time period where blues music was the height of the music industry. Um, it was really good. I loved it. I, I say it was definitely if you haven't seen it yet we're gonna get into it so boom bop bap um <laughs> so i will say it was definitely different from what i was expecting um because you know usually when we get a movie about a black artist especially a black musician you usually get like a whole like you know a biopic of um, right. what they become, biopic. and so they tell you know like from the beginning to the end but this was literally like just like a little glimpse it just gave you like a little peek just by telling just this one day in her life it just gives you like a glimpse into this different time and like jb was saying it does it, it for me personally i love seeing black people from back in the day and i love seeing like the accurate depictions because i think sometimes we feel disconnected from a little bit because it was yeah. a different time of course like racism and like segregation mm. jim, jim crow all of that people generations that just came out of slavery so it was like it did have a different feel but as far as like the culture like the way, people, so talk, the way people talk to each other like the jokes like it's so and i, I know i was in the african-american literature class um you know, it was all these like black stories from like stuff that was, you know, like close to slavery, stuff that was written like, you know, during like this kind of time period, then also stuff that was, you know, more modern. And so like reading stuff from like this time period is so crazy. Like the way that they joke, the way they use the word nigga, like the way they talk to each other. It's like, I see where we get it from. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was even when we were watching it, I was even telling Trez, like, I don't. I don't know. I don't feel right with like them saying nigga. And then it just like, he was just like, why? Like they're saying it, like we say it. And it's just like, I don't know. I guess like for me, it's like when you look, when you think about our ancestors and what they went through, you feel so disconnected from them because it's like, yeah, we are going through similar things, but not at the magnitude of what they were going to. And I think that kind that kind of like draws the line in the sand. Like, yes, I am my, you know, everyone's like, I'm not my ancestors, I'm not my ancestors, I'm not my ancestors. And it's just like, I, and me personally, I feel like our ancestors were a lot stronger than we are today. Like, yes, because they're, we're reaping the benefits of what they've already done. So, of course, they had to be a lot stronger because, for instance, like we know, like, if you were African-American at a certain time period and you wanted to sign up for college, you would go to a mental 
institute because they had to think that you were fucking crazy if you were african-american you thought you were going to college fast forward today i just graduated from college so it's just like it's kind of like that line in the sand for me so like watching this film was really good for me because it, it kind of did make me uncomfortable but it also forced me to think like i am my ancestors like we're just like them. We crack jokes like them. Our jokes are sometimes inappropriate like this. We argue like them. We feel passionate like them. We we want to we want to stand up for ourselves like them. We we want to like have that balance where you know we are needed, but we also are getting what we want. And like this film really showed like that we are so much like them than we give ourselves credit for. And like, I don't want to say this during like the movie because we was in it. But it's like, you know, I always like quote this story about Harriet Tubman, you know, like, you know, there's this story about Harriet Tubman about how she was making her way across mountains, like literal mountains and like hiking, like on foot. And it was this black man that was like, you know, I can't, I'm, you know, I'm finished shit. I'm fucking, I'm going back to the plantation. I can't do this. And Harriet took that pistol out and put it up to his head and said, dead niggas tell no tales. You go on like that. Where you about to go? And, this, and what Harriet was in what the mid 1800s, which is way, which is before even my rainy. So it's like you know to think about the word nigga. Like of course it has. We know the er. You know we know the history of that word. But it's but thinking about that the n-i-g-g-a like just thinking about just the history that word alone and just even like, just thinking like nigga like are you are you crazy? <laughs> like it's just. You know, and it's like we we've been like a lot of people have saying like I'm not gonna use the word nigga anymore. It just has bad connotation. But it's just like we we've made our own luck in this world for so long. Like why can't we make our own luck with this word? Why this can't be the word that we use to? Yes, it was originally set out to be one way, but we're taking that word and we're using it as like more familiar than anything. Like you know, like oh yo, this that's my nigga. Like yo, that like that is we're using it as a term of endearment. And it's like what's so bad about that? You know what I mean? Like, yes, there's a million words in the dictionary that we can use for companion, confidant, but nigga just has like, yes, it has pain to it, but because it has that pain, it also has so much love to it at the same time. When mm-hmm. we take it and we we basically are saying that we're not going to be limited to what you believe. Yeah, you, you, you made this word and you used it to tear us down, but we're taking it back. And now those same people that we're taking it back from once want to use it with us. So it's just like we are, we we control our own fate. Mm. Well, I will say that word was if you know again if you haven't seen the movie it was all throughout the movie, that, baby. It was that, all that word that. was shit. If we take a look at that script, it's probably just nigga, 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 nigga. Honestly, nigga, nigga. it should have been nigga should have been in the credits. <laughs> I want to talk about my Rainey's character. Like, her where, character. yeah, it starts out with like, you know, most of the story does center around the guys in the band. And my Rainey is kind of like, even when she's not there, it's like you feel her presence because, like, part of her they personality know, they know is that my Rainey's way or it's not happening. And it's like when you like when you first start watching the film, like you know, like depending on who's look who's looking at her, like you look at her like, oh my god, this she's one of those angry black women, or one of those angry black bitches. She thinks she got to have her way all the fucking time. She's not taking no for no answer. But there's this monologue, or there's this scene. I may it might be a dialogue because it's two people. It's her and it's um, is it what's his name that she's talking to? She's basically telling him like why she doesn't take no for answer why she has to have it her way and she pretty much break it down to you don't care about me 
these, you know, these white producers, these white people that want to take my voice and put it on the record, they don't care about me. So when I say I want my coke before I perform, or when I say that you're going to pay, pay Sylvester his $25, you're not taking out of my money. I mean that because once you get my voice on that record, you no longer want me. So why I know that you need me, you're going to treat me the way I feel like I should be treated. Because once you get what you want, I won't have that leverage anymore. Because even when I was watching, I was like, oh my gosh, she's so bossy, she's so demanding. And I love that, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm all for that. I love women being, I love black women, especially being passionate, being strong, being bold. Because I'm one of those women, like I'm feisty, I'm, I'm fiery. But it was just like, when I saw it, I was, I, I was really trying to understand like why her character was this way, why she was like this. And then when she had that moment where she told, it all became to come full circle for me. And I'm like, yeah, she does deserve to have it her way because she's right. Once you get what you want out of me, I will be no longer usage to you. So why I am your priority, you're going to treat me as the way I feel like you should treat me or else you're not going to get what you want. Respectfully. Yeah, I will say there was an interesting part, though, at the beginning of the well, when you first meet my rainy, she's walking through a restaurant. She obviously just got done eating and she looks like a woman that eats good. You know, there's not one scene in this movie where this woman is not dripping. And I, you might look at it, you know, think the clothes ain't giving all that. But you got to take into like the context, the time period, like that woman had several rings on every finger. She has that thick oh. ass fabric that shit that looked like the old grandma curtains on you know that shit is expensive from the victorian she had that victorian right <laughs> and so it was like the first time you see her she's walking through a restaurant it's her her girlfriend her nephew and i wonder what do you think that scene meant when like all those black people were looking at her like because okay, because I, I do think that part of the narrative is, of course, you know, the strong black woman that wants things however she wants them. But I also wondered about that first part, like what was what was that saying? Because like everybody was looking at her, like, like, well, bitch, who the fuck do you think you are? Who the f and that, and that's and it's crazy. I think that scene is so important because it's often like that, like. You like you are a black. I'm I'm a beautiful black. And mind woman. you, y'all that are listening, the restaurant she was at was a black restaurant. So the people that sitting in the restaurant were black. My Everybody black. black. Everybody black. She getting up and leaving, and they looking at her like they the white folks. I think that's very important because that still happens today. It's usually a black person that will tell you before a white person tell you that you ain't shit. You ain't never gonna be shit, and you need to start walking around this motherfucker like you is shit. Precious. So I, <laughs> exactly like, like like even like when you're growing up like you some people grow up in households that break their heart before anybody in the world ever could mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i feel like sometimes like you know it's like you know sometimes playful like um i was having a twitter discussion once and i was telling people like you know being a black woman and being beautiful and being sought after is a newer concept that's, it hasn't been like that. Like this, like this is something new within the last decade. Um, Cause when I was growing up, you know, you black as midnight, you know, you, you skip mark, like those were the jokes. And it's just like, people are like, oh, we was just joking. That ain't funny. That's not funny when every argument you're saying the same thing. So it's just like, it's so, and you got black women that don't feel beautiful today. They're, they're going outside to feel beautiful. They're looking for men to feel beautiful because they never got that type of, you know, in, energy in their homes. And it's just like, yeah, you know, you were joking, but those jokes hurt. You know what I mean? Like those jokes are remembered. Those jokes 
are hurt, hurt little kids and those kids grow up to be grown and those grown people don't feel beautiful. So it's just like, I feel like that is like that scene was just saying that it be your own people sometime. All skin folk ain't kin folk. And you don't, you know, you don't always see you cracking a joke as being vicious or mean, but I think we do have to be more mindful of the energy that we give off. And a lot of times people won't believe in you because they don't believe in themselves. And it really doesn't even have anything to do with you. I could walk in a room and be a badass bitch and a girl may look at me and be like, what this bitch think she is? But it has nothing to do with me. It has all to do with her because she doesn't have that confidence to walk into the room the same way I did. So I feel like that scene just, you know, further confirmed what we all know to be true. Mm. What did you take from that scene? A lot of like, and then like going back to like, I don't know, I guess just like all through the movie itself, um, it is based on a play. And like, you can kind of feel that when you're watching it. Cause you know, it's very few sets. I think it's only like, what? It's like a couple of outside and scenes so at the same short. location. Like, it's one day. Then after that, it's like, like the band day. room and the recording room. And so like, there is like a lot of like symbolism through like what they talk about and like the actions they take. And um, we want to talk about Levy. Chadwick's character, rest in peace, Chadwick. Rest in peace to Chad, but that his character—he played. That's first and foremost. We will say that he played the fuck out of that role. He did. But even then, you feel like he has so much fire in him, mm-hmm. but you also feel sad for him because he has all that fire, but he's still so. I don't know. I'm in a way. To me, he was a little close-minded. He's he was he was a fool. Yeah. And I don't mean that like the shoes. He bought some shoes. Not all of us. He was a lot of us today. Like even the scene where he buys shoes that cost like a week's worth of paycheck. And they're like, oh my God, you'd be a fool to buy a week worth of paycheck, spend a week worth of paychecks on shoes. And it's just like, it's a lot of people that work a minimum wage job and they buy designer. So it was it was a lot of symbolism. Let me see where I won't be buying anymore. Louis Who? Gooch what? What is that? Do you need a cream for that? Do you need a cream? I said, do you need a cream for that? Gucci? That sounds like something you need a cream for. I don't don't know what that is. Is it gouch? Is it really in relation to gouch? Mm. (laughs) And so it's like, there's like, okay, I was like, okay, watching it a second time is so interesting because you know what's going to happen. So yeah. like you're like hearing them like talk about it. I kind of want you to watch it a second time. Maybe just- I do want to watch it because I really did like the film. Okay, so like, it was just so much. It was so, it was a lot going on in the film. And like what, what we're telling you is like, it was a short period of time. Like I think it was a day and then a night. Like it was a night and, and it turned into a day and that was it. And it's like, there's a murder in the movie. Not to give it away. I'm not going to tell you who got murdered because you don't know anybody. But there's a murder in the film. And when the person gets murdered, it's just like, it's so sad. And it's like everyone has, everyone who's watching the murder is just like astonished because it's just like, it just showcases how far off the person that killed the person is. Like how far gone their brain is to think that what they were killing the person for, in their mind, they're probably, they're killing them for their respect. But in real sorry, time, We're giving spoilers. So make sure you watch this. The character she's talking about is Levy. Oh, I was gonna say nothing. Levy commits murder. I was gonna say nothing. No, they should have watched it. We said this before. Y'all need to start watching your black films. You know, that's your own fault because you need to start watching your black films, especially about people back in the day. 
the people that have led the torch and led the way, yeah, they start watching these biopics or these films like, about these black people. You had Ma Rainey that was, you know, who represented Ma Rainey and Levy were like who very similar. They were both very independent, passionate, and strong. Vision, very passionate, strong. But Ma Rainey was the boss and Levy was the worker. And it he just wanted to break out of that so bad. And I think that's what that was what the I really felt like he was that door. Like with that, it, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a question. It was talent that was part. making his head so big. It was yeah, because, was okay, I, I'm, I'm so fly, I can write songs for the white man. The white man finna put me on, and I'm a do do whoop whoop flip them and dip them. And I'm a cool cat, and I got the cool shoes. I'm dancing, I'm jive. You know, he he made his head so huge. And like that whole symbolism all throughout the movie, you see him trying to get through this door over and over and over. This door that's in the band room is locked. Finally, he don't put all that effort and energy through getting through that goddamn gore and realize the motherfucker don't go nowhere. Concrete walls, baby. And that the only was way to go is a symbol for like his whole life arc. It's like he wanted so much. He just gave he me to he go gave nowhere me so fast. He just gave me a cage bird, but the door was mm. open. Like a cage, like you're a bird in a cage and you feel locked, you feel locked in that cage, but the door is open. Whenever you're whenever you have made it to the level for you to go out that door. He just didn't want to wait. He wanted it now. He knew he was passionate now. Throughout the whole film, he's talking about this band that he's making, but he doesn't have anybody in the band yet. And it's just, I mean, it's a, like his character symbolizes a lot of people that we see in today's time. I feel like every character even though it was a movie based on the past, every character can be, has resemblance to people that we know in today's time. Absolutely. Yeah, Which is, the, when I talk about Levy being the fool, I'm like, I'm, I don't mean more so in like, you know, like this nigga's dumb sense, but like more so like the character that you see of the fool, of like somebody that's fresh, that's young, at the beginning of their journey, they think they know where they're going, but they don't got no idea at all. They have no idea. And I just feel like if he would have just stayed with Marini, he would have been able to learn everything that he needed to know how to deal with the white people, how to maneuver. Because Marini was doing it. She was doing it. Like, she was making it happen. She was getting paid the most. She was she was making sure everybody got paid. She, she was doing it. She was doing it. And but he, he wanted to be the, the film. It's so crazy. So he was like, I'm going to be like Ma Rainey and have them eating out of my hands. But he didn't want to learn from my Randy. He wanted to, he wanted to be in his own spotlight. And I think that was a symbolism for me because even me, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to be, I don't want to work for nobody. But it's just like, you never learn, you never realize that everything that you learn from working from someone is usually what you need when you are off on your own. Like, oh yeah, I know how to do this because I used to work here. I know how to communicate because I used to work in customer service. Like, you got to realize that everybody want to be their own boss. But if you don't have the skills, how are you gonna? How is your business gonna be substantial? And I felt like he didn't want to learn that because even when like he talks all this shit about like not working, he I'm tired. I'll I'll leave. I'll leave. I'll leave. And then when she fires him, he like, oh shit, I just lost my job. I'm like, and me in my head, I'm like, you were pretty much asking to be fired. You didn't want to do her songs. You didn't. You didn't want to do. You wanted to be the boss, and now you fired, and now you don't know where you don't know what is left and what is right. But if you had had you just soaked up all of the information and used it to further you, you would have been better off, but he wanted it instantaneously. He wanted what Myrani had, but he didn't want to go through what Myrani went through to get it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that, but in the film, you'll see that there is negative connotations that come with that. There are consequences for our actions. And Chad, great acting, Chad, great acting, Viola. They did some hell of a job. It was sad. It was a, it was a film. I, I, I would definitely, I would give it a 10 out of 10. Um, I would, if anything, if I had to criticize it, I wish it was longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish it was more content in it, but I feel like because it was short, it definitely left a stamp on my heart. It definitely left a stamp on me because I'm like, you can learn a lot from that film. There's even a monologue. Um, the monologue with uh, Chad, uh, when he's talking about God and how God don't love black people and God don't hear black people. That was a hell of a monologue. Mm-hmm. And I will say, yeah, sort of like, and there are a lot of good monologues in there. And maybe this, you know, from like the background of it being a play and like, you know, having that feel to it. Um, So there's definitely a lot of good moments. It's good to see the tables turn, to see Black people in that time period taking their power back and not, not it being another movie where, yes, Massa, you know, like it was a movie where it was like, it it was different to see. But it was it was liberating to see like no like we we have a right to ask for what we want we have a right to require what we need we have a right we should all feel empowered to ask for as black people to say no I want this I want this no if you, you're not listening to me let me I'm gonna go do it myself because clearly you're not hearing me like and that's what my rainy was given she was given very much I said what I said mm. and that's what's gonna be. We're not doing that song. We're doing my version of the song. If I say Sylvester is singing on it, he's singing on it. Go get my coat. She was giving that. Like, she was giving that. And it was it was so liberating as a Black woman to see that. In that time period. Because when you think of today and people are just like, oh, no, just keep your head down. They're saying this today. Keep your head down. You, you'll, finally, you'll finally get what you need. Just, you know, just do everything the conventional way. You, you know, you'll rise to the top. Uh, uh, uh. And it's just like, Maybe some people are cool with that, but it's some people like me that's like, nah, I'm doing what the fuck I want to do. The world got to reach, the world got to figure this shit out. Cause what I say, I'm about to do it, and that's just that on that. And I'm not about to be, I'm gonna stand on everything that I'm saying, and I'm gonna stand on the consequences. And just see a woman doing that back then just makes me that confirm that I'm okay with that. Even if the world misinterpret me, maybe if I, even if I'm labeled a bitch, even if I'm labeled hard to work with, regardless whatever they name will be. The, the people that are meant to understand will understand. Well, y'all go watch it on Netflix. Please, and let us know what you think. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, we done cleaned out that hour. <laughs> we sure did. What else do we have? What else do we have? Because we got to keep moving. <laughs> We have other stuff. Um, we're gonna take a light break. We'll be right back. I'm putting this on mute. Hold on. And we're back. All right. So that was our our first show back. Um, really just saying hi, testing out the system. You know, making sure stuff is working like it needs to. Making sure y'all are still there. 
But I thought she was gonna come in with something. No, absolutely. So we just wanted to make sure that this system, because we're gonna be pretty much moving to this platform going forward, especially with everything going on. So we just wanted to test it out. We wanted to talk about some things that we saw, of course, Capitol Hill pretty much took up a lot of our time just because that is the most recent thing that we've seen. Of course, we want to start doing movie uh, critiques as well. So the Ma Rainey film was the most recent one that we saw. So that's what we wanted to talk about. Of course, we want to keep our shows to about an hour. Um, that means that may mean that we'll release more shows um, just because they are going to be an hour. But we do want to have in-depth conversations and things of that nature. So we're definitely hoping that you liked what you saw here. Um, we do have a lot more things that we want to talk about. So of course, stay tuned. We with us and we are so happy to be back we do not have any plans on not being back and not coming back so definitely stay tuned check out our website check out um apple of course we're going to be uploading on there and all spotify and all the platforms that will allow us to but we're just so happy to be back and we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in you can go to your favorite whatever your favorite podcast platform is just type it outside the culture it should bring us right up baby Exactly. Whenever we're live, we'll post it on the gram if you want to watch live. Right now, we're dedicating ourselves to one show a month. Now, we probably go try and give you more than that. But right now, we promise that we guarantee at least 12 shows this year. <laughs> we guarantee at least 12 shows. We're going to try. That's our challenge for 2021. 12 shows and we have some other stuff that we're coming from with the network and that's why we're just saying 12 shows because we have some other things that yeah, we've been we completely working on so this that. is not just it so it's not just going to be one time a month you see our faces we're going to be doing other creative content that we cannot say yet because we're we planning baby but we are planning and we want to think she's moving silence like lasagna okay little wayne <laughs> <laughs> but we want to do some music critiques. Um, and of course, what I want to say before we close this out is if you have any ideas for us, anything that you want us to talk about, any like music you want us to hear, any movies you want us to watch, definitely inbox us on our social media platforms. We would love to do reviews. Um, we do want to get to a place where we can have guests and things of that nature. So if you are interested in coming on our podcast... Yeah, huh? especially with this platform, that would be. Yeah, nice. and you can do it from anywhere. So it's like, since we are going to be testing this out, uh, we just ask that you bear with us. Um, and just if you have any ideas, any on um, positive critiques or anything like that, you can definitely email us or you can um, inbox us on social media. We are more than welcome to taking it and talking about it and see how we can get better because this is a new platform for us. So just definitely bear with us. We are coming back with a bang. Pow. Okay, that's enough. Enough that's it, y'all. We're out of here. Bye. Bye, guys. This program was brought to you by Outside the Culture. Today's show featured Jordy as host and Trez as host and editor. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app to be notified of new episodes. If you like what you heard, leave us a good review. To support this show, you may cash app Outside the Culture. And again, that's dollar sign outside the culture. For more information on the OTC network, visit www.outsidetheculture.com.